Welcome to the Marketing in the Wild podcast. I'm Julia from Stratos Creative Marketing, where we are obsessed with finding real-life examples of the good, the bad, and sometimes wild in marketing. Welcome to the Marketing in the Wild podcast. Today we have my friend Monica McHale um, to talk to us about the Story Brand live stream. So before I introduce her, I just want to talk about why we're doing this episode. Um, I became a guide back in 2018 or 2019. I already forgot. <laughs> um, but I have loved being in the Story Brand Network. And one of my favorite things is we do quarterly live streams where Donald Miller, J.J. Peterson, and now Leah Harris walk us through all of the seven pieces of the story brand framework. The reason I met Monica is because she um, entered a drawing for a free pass to the live stream and she participated and I love what she does. So I invited her to talk about her experience and her business. So Monica, tell us about yourself, where you're located, your business, fun facts, whatever you want. Cool. Well, Julia, thanks for having me. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Um, as you said, my name is Monica. Um, I am a psychotherapist at Third Edge Psychotherapy. Um, I am uh, located in the Chicago area uh, in Illinois. And um, fun fact about me is I am a third culture kid, which, uh, you know, is relevant to what I do. But uh, what that is, is uh, if no one knows, um, it's any person who from the ages of uh, zero to 18 grew up between countries uh, and they end up creating a third culture out of all the different cultures they've been a part of. And so there's a lot of people out there that are third culture kids and it um, is the people that I love working with. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. Um, ironically enough, before I even met Monica, um, like I also have a third culture because as some people might know, I grew up in Peru from ages three to 18, then came back to the States. Um, and so that was my third culture experience where I had parents who were American, who li- we lived in a different country and we would go back and forth. And I didn't feel quite um, American enough to live in the United States <laughs> or quite Peruvian enough to live in Peru. I remember one of my um, I will stop talking soon. But one of my proudest moments in my life as a child was when I went to a camp that was all Peruvian and uh, people, I was telling a story about the United States and they were like, you must go to the United States a lot. And I'm like, well, I'm actually from the United States. And they were like, no, and like shocked. And like, that was like the first moment that I felt like truly assimilated um a moment of pride I know and obviously it still is like that happened in like seventh grade it's like one of my proudest moments of my life um love it um Monica tell us how you have a third culture because you also have one yes so I was born in Egypt and then my childhood I grew up in Oman and then my teenage years and young adult years were in Chicago and then uh, early adult years were in Kansas City. So um, also like not Egyptian enough for Egyptians, 
not mm-hmm. Omani, uh, even though most of my most meaningful memories are in Oman mm-hmm. and then not American enough for America. And so, and even when I say like, uh, when I'm traveling, uh, if I say I'm Egyptian American, people assume that it means that like, it depends on where I am. People assume different things. Like, oh, that's so they, yeah. So they assume like, is one of my parents white and the other one Egyptian? Mm-hmm. Or so that's if like I'm traveling abroad and then if I'm here, they're like, oh yeah, Egyptian American. But then that doesn't capture the, the TCK part. So, right. For so, sure. It's yeah. like where it's your heritage, but not necessarily right. like your experience. That is fascinating. Um, that is, I could talk about this alone for a really long time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> because um, if you are listening and you are also a TCK, you know that once you, even though like they're, all like the third cultures might be different. Like there's so much like that can be like, you can relate to each other because of it. And so the common experience. Yeah, exactly. So tell me like, what made you want to start like your business around this? Yeah. So I feel like this, it was like a long time coming and it was different pieces at different times. And it all kind of like came together around the same time. So um, I wanted to be a therapist uh, because I think, uh, you know, as being a TCK or third culture kid, you're just, I became very curious about what makes us who we are and like Mm -hmm. why we tick the way we do and why like two people can go through the same thing. And then on the other end of it, it impacts them differently. Um, And, you know, in retrospect, it totally adds up because um, in living in so many different places and being exposed to so many different like cultures and worldviews and perspectives, um, you, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily just, uh, buy the, uh, narrative or like the main culture. You start realizing like, yeah, I think most cultures do things because it really makes sense in their context, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, totally. so that was the TCK piece and, you know, the therapist piece. And then eventually it was like, okay, well, if I want to be a therapist, I was a therapist. Um, you know, after I became a therapist, I graduated in the middle of COVID, in grad school. <laughs> and so, <Woo>! yeah. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so I, I started my work. I, I had a, a dream job, um, at, uh, a college in Minnesota. I ended up moving for it, uh, in the middle of COVID. Um, and it was, you know, I was a mental health therapist and a multicultural specialist with, um, college students. And so I loved it because I got to, um, in a teen context, you know, in a teen setting, uh, work with students, um, and, and meet not just third culture kids, but like all sorts of, um, different, uh, walks of life, um, in one segment in like life stage, you know, where everyone is like launching out of their parents, uh, or their families, uh, and becoming their own person and kind of seeing that life stage in so many different contexts. And so the, like, because I got to kind of like be in that space for about two years, um, I think it became clearer and clearer that I love <laughs> working with TCKs because my own journey was like, I, I didn't even know I was a TCK um, mm-hmm. until I was 26 in my own therapy. <laughs> or like, yeah. yeah, have you heard of TCKs? And like, that was like a light bulb <laughs> moment that like was life changing. Um, and so I started realizing actually more and more as I sit with um, young adults who are becoming their own person. Um, or figuring out who they are, that um, very few people are familiar with the TCK term Mm -hmm. and experience. Um, And, you know, we come up with words to kind of capture experiences. So Mm -hmm. 
Um, so that's the word that was coined uh, by a social worker, um, a sociologist, I believe, actually, okay. uh, in the 70s. Cool. And, um, and like part of her research, she kind of like, I believe she herself might have been a TCK or had been exposed to it somehow. And so she started finding like common threads between this experience and it was before the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now like um, you find that like, the term is still not like common. It's not commonly used. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually think there are more TCKs out there than they themselves realize. Oh, I would believe it because even if you think about like um, immigrants or children of immigrants, mm-hmm. like those might be considered TCKs. Um, there's a lot out there. Like I just, I, I, every time somebody asks me like, well, where are you from? I'm like, well, <laughs> what part do you want to know? Like, <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> like I was born in Wisconsin and I, I mean, you have yep. even more like steps in your story. Like, and I'm like, well, it's a complicated well, right. it's really complicated. It is the, probably the most hated question by TCKs, <laughs> like where are you from or where is home? Because it all depends on the right. person, the time they have. Like, mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> totally. Me like, I don't really want to have this conversation with you. I'm just right. from Wisconsin. So. Yep. <laughs> um, so now that you are launching this business, like we mm-hmm. met like right towards like your tar- turnover, like where mm-hmm. you were figuring out to launch your business, you're mm-hmm. still in that process. What made you interested in the story brand marketing live stream? Oh, um, I had not heard of it, but okay. um, when I um, became like, when I became aware of the opportunity and I kind of looked mm-hmm. it up, I was already in a space where I was trying to find other entrepreneurs or business owners who figured out how to brand themselves or market themselves in a way that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. and can be consistent where like, where it's not like, kind of like throwing things against the wall and hoping something sticks. Mm-hmm. So I had already found a little like self-paced mini workshop online that I had gone through and it was essentially to help me, you know, write my website. Right. Um, and it was so overwhelming. I had already been, you know, going through it for a month okay. and like I had gone through all like videos and it was time to start like actually typing things out. <laughs> and it, it was it was not happening. Like right. I would get stuck on one piece for like two to three weeks. And so okay. um, so I was like, you know what? Like I will try anything. So oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, and the story brand live stream, like um, I know the one thing that I love about it is that while self-paced things are good, like the fact mm-hmm. that you have to take two days out of your schedule to actually sit down, do the work, but then you also get matched with like a story brand coach. And like you were in our group and I think like, because I went through the live stream too, like it's so helpful because one, you have to set apart two days, but then you have somebody who can be like, yes, what you did is correct. Mm -hmm. Or like, no, but here's an idea. And Mm -hmm. so it's not like I'm all for self-paced things, but there is a challenge because you're like, well, I just wrote this headline. Did I do it right? (laughs) Did I do it wrong? (laughs) Um, So what was something that you enjoyed most about the two-day live stream? Yeah. uh, It's hard to answer just one. So um, so I signed up not knowing what I was signing up for. And then like, um, 
you know, I know, okay, sit aside two days. Okay. I'll do that. And because I didn't expect to win this and I did, it was Mm -hmm. like, okay, like I need to make the max out of this. So, Uh um, so I was like, okay, I'm just going to go through everything. It doesn't matter if I end up with what I want on the other side or not. I'm just going to give it my all. And that way I know I tried my best. And then, you know, that way, you know, it is what it is. And yeah. so I definitely loved the fact that it was like an actual video, you know, like the actual live, someone actually mm-hmm. speaking, yeah. lecturing. Uh, but then it was being able to be part of a group um, mm-hmm. and have other people be like, what you just said makes absolutely no sense. I mean, no one was that rude <laughs> or mean or whatever, but like there was that option to be like. And we had really interesting people in that group. Like we had right. some, if I'm remembering like the right group, we had somebody who was doing some sort of real estate um, investment company. We had another person who had like a company that helps com- other companies become more eco-conscious. Like. Yep. Just really different, diverse fields where in a way it is helpful because one of the things that Donald Miller says is um, even if you're talking to somebody who's not in your target audience, they Uh should be able to say, oh, my uncle needs that or oh, my my brother needs that. So like they have to understand it well enough to be able to identify who might need it. And I Uh think that that's one thing that's really helpful about those small groups is like Uh you said. People who might not be familiar with your business or your audience, but they know enough to say, I have no idea what you're saying (laughs) or like, or like, hey, I do get what you're saying and my nephew needs that or, oh, I could recommend you to somebody because I understand it enough. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I feel like it was the two days were, uh, you know, not to sound cliche or anything, but it was life changing because Mm -hmm. uh, like. I was able in two days to address everything that I had been trying to like figure out for a month. Mm -hmm. Um, Cause I know for you, like we talked through and we can talk through like the seven pieces. Like we talked through, okay, like who is your audience? mm -hmm. Like, cause you had to have that figured out and you had already worked on that a lot before you came. But um, I know we talked a lot about like the aspirational identity, like, Mm -hmm. and the problem um, because (laughs) It was like, okay, like, what is the core problem? Um, And there could be a lot of them, too. Uh But, like, what do we really want to speak to your message? So talk us through that. What were some of, like, the most vital parts of, like, the seven pieces of the framework for you? All right. So I think one of the hardest things for me was figuring out, like, that transformation identity. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously my main target audience are other third culture kids, but kind of like what we were talking about earlier, because most TCKs or not most, but a good chunk of TCKs might not even know that that's the word they use to describe themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And then even within the community of like, you know, cross culture, third culture, global nomads, I mean, there's so many different interchangeable words and Mm -hmm. uh, slightly different experiences that I was trying, it was hard to kind of like come up with like mm-hmm. a cap, a word that captures it. <laughs> and so we went back and forth a lot of, of that, if you remember. <laughs> oh, I think we spent like half of one day doing that where we were like, but what if we tweaked it to this word? So right. tell us what you ended up with. So I ended up with, um, well, the word misfit for actually mm-hmm. before and after. And one of them was like alienated misfit to an integrated misfit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of like capturing the misfit as 
from something that's painful to something that's like your magic sauce. Mm-hmm. And that was so fascinating because normally like with an aspirational identity, it would be like, oh, you don't fit in to like you do fit in like an opposite. Mm-hmm. But we were almost like nuancing it where it's mm-hmm. like, you're not going to fit in <laughs> no matter what, <laughs> unfortunately, but you're going to feel more comfortable with the uh-huh. fact that you don't fit in. Uh And like you're going to treasure the fact that you don't fit in um, or that you have different experiences. So I loved that one. Um, What were some other ones that like really stuck out to you from the brand script that were either hard or easy or enlightening? Yeah. Um, So um, the problem was one that like went, you know, there's such a long list and you can include so much that narrowing it down becomes really hard. Like you're like, Oh, I don't want to let go of this word. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so again, it was helpful to have like, like actual life people there who hear it out to be like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, these two words sound similar. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. if you just, and I believe alienated was like the core Mm -hmm. word that kept repeating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And it's because in the end, like, um, we have like, the character who has a problem and in your case like they were I'll generalize it right now third culture kids who are feeling alienated like that's Mm -hmm. the problem that um in this case like your business seeks to address um Mm -hmm. because frankly anybody who's listening to this if you're not solving a problem you need to find a problem because your business will not survive (laughs) (laughs) Um, because nobody's (laughs) gonna use your business if it doesn't solve a problem um but, you know, even even when you know that there's a problem you're solving, I think sometimes it's hard to articulate that as a business owner. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the, the I think the magic of um, the entire two day experience is that even the way it's being taught to the business owner, like, you know, when, when I was learning it, it it makes sense. Like it's hard. You're you're learning it as a story with like mm-hmm. you're writing a story but then also you're I don't know how to explain it I don't know if I'm kind of like making sense but it's almost like two-way like as you're learning it you're learning it in a way that like it's hard for you not to forget it or like it's hard mm-hmm. for you not to remember it or whatever um but then because it's so memorable when you go to apply it like your brain kind of like holds on to those things so like mm-hmm. like you know you know I need to be the guide not the hero mm-hmm. so um, right. Like there's lessons throughout like the whole day, the whole two days where uh-huh. you're, I think it helps reposition your messaging, but also like even just your framework for how you run business too. Mm-hmm. Like we, I have another client that went through this process and they actually um, created their whole culture guidelines for their company around mm. where like the, we are the guides, not the heroes. Um, and so in their like weekly meetings, they talk about how are we guiding clients? Like, and I think even that's like a really pivotal message because you're right. Like you're learning things and then you're also creating messages to like talk to your clients, but it's also like almost helping you create this story-based culture for both your marketing and then also how you run your business. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and so for all of you who are not familiar with the story brand framework, it's the character um, has a problem. So the character is your um, audience. The problem is what you solve. 
And they meet a guide, which is you. We position business owners as the guides um, who gives them a plan, calls them to action so that they can have success and avoid failure. Um, And throughout that, then there's like the transformational identity. Um, And so we've talked through Monica's um, transformational identity, the problem. Um, Let's like talk about the call to action really quick. Um, So for you, Uh um, the call to action, we had two of them. There were directs and transitionals. What was your direct one? Uh, the direct one is book a session mm-hmm. um, and actually went also around a lot with that one um, yeah. because it could be, you know, book an appointment, give, give us a call, that sort right. of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think book a session felt like general enough that no matter what people would get it. Yeah, for sure. Well, and in the end, like you can always, that's something that once you have it in your marketing, which I know your website is live now, um, we you can always test it too. So Mm -hmm. like, it's not like, I think people like get really, they feel like they're going to get like, they get nervous because they're like, well, what if it doesn't work? But don't worry. You can test (laughs) everything. Um, So let's talk about like transitional call to action Mm -hmm. because that one's a little bit harder. Like what Mm -hmm. did, when we were going through the workshop, like what did you think about that? Had you heard of that before? Um, I hadn't heard of it that way. So what I learned about how they kind of like, you know, they kind of delineated or like separated direct call to action. And, um, what was the other one? Uh, indirect transitional, Mm -hmm. um, is it kind of clarified. And so it's, it started making sense like, oh yeah. Like when I'm on websites, when they offer you this thing to sign up, you know, free PDF or a free video. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, and those are the things that I go for it, right? Like yeah. those are the things oh, that I'm totally. like, oh Me yeah, too. I am okay giving them my email address if I can get this piece of information. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even though I hadn't heard of it before, it kind of made sense. And as I was going through it, it was like, oh, like, you know, I had I, um, examples of this come up even in my field where, um, and so that then helped me be like, okay, like um, because I know who my main character is and what their main problem is, if they're not ready to like sign up uh, mm-hmm. and have the, you know, book a consultation or a free session um, to have a conversation yet, then I can give them something. Let me, you know, and the, it, you know, I ended up uh, going with the misfits journal. Um, so yeah. I created, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Thanks. And so um, I ended up putting together a journal that's specifically for third culture kids. Um, Mm -hmm. And of course, I use the Misfits journal because if they don't use the word, you know, third culture, Mm -hmm. they can anyone actually, whether they're TCK or not, if they feel a sense of alienation, it could be a good way to get in touch with themselves. Totally. Totally. I love that. Um, And I think that that's where like the magic of the transitional call to action comes in is because I am like everybody we have all downloaded like a coupon or something like that and then we get put in our email marketing um Mm -hmm. and that's like the whole point of it um (laughs) and it's because if people aren't ready to use us then we can um like we can stay in touch with them Mm -hmm. um or maybe at least like especially retail like if you have used them I don't know about you, but there are like specific brands that I love that I don't buy from that often, but you better believe that when I do, I'm going to use a coupon like, um, or I'm going to wait till there's like a sale. And so 
I stay signed up, read their emails, and then once I need it, then I will buy it. Um, so it's a great way to like stay in touch with people. Um, all right, I know we've kind of like been dropping in on certain things. Let's just mm-hmm. drop in on success, um, okay. because that's another favorite box bucket of mine. What did you put for your like your success piece? So you mean the part about um what their end result will be, or yeah. like mm-hmm. okay, so been a while let me look really <laughs> quick yeah um, no worries yeah so I mean um it, they'll be better integrated or they'll feel a deeper sense of belonging um they'll feel more more connected um mm-hmm. confidence yeah for sure um and I think like yeah I would say I as somebody who is like quite literally your target audience. Uh, I feel like that after you go through therapy and like really figure out your experience, like you do walk away feeling more comfortable in your own skin in a way. Mm-hmm. And where it's like, okay, I don't have to know all of the pop culture of the 90s because mm-hmm. I wasn't here. Like, mm-hmm. exactly. So. <laughs> and Peru is generally five years behind. So yep. <laughs> when it comes to American pop culture. Right. Um, so, anyway. Uh, those are like some of the pieces. Um, I thought it was really fun to go through it with you in the in like the moment, but even like you've continued to like develop it as you go too. Um, but tell me like how like the finished product for those of you who don't know is what we call the brand script. How do you feel like the brand script has helped you both in your work and your marketing? Like I know you've talked about how it's helped reframe it that you're like the guide, not the hero. It's helped you get it done yeah. <laughs> um, because <laughs> you're not doing the self-paced course any longer. Uh-huh. Are there other things that the brand script has helped you with in your work in marketing? Yeah. So, uh, I, I mean, I don't know if you can tell from this or not, but, you know, I'm a bit of an introvert and I can be a little shy and it can be really hard, I think, for uh, introverts, not to generalize, but for this introvert to talk about myself or to kind of like uh, toot my own horn, if you will. Uh-huh. Um, and so. I feel like the script gives me a good reference point to kind of fall back on when I have those moments mm-hmm. of like, am I being oh, too much? Right. Or like, right. um, mm-hmm. even when I get stuck with things like, you know, like a social media post, like it's going back to like, okay, well maybe I should use a direct call to action or, you know, right. it, mm-hmm. it gives you like um, the moments you feel stuck um, to quickly those memorable points of like, oh, we have a character, we have a guide, we have a, you know, uh-huh. to like fall back onto that and be like, okay, what did we say again? Okay, just like throw that out there and it will be in the vicinity of what you need, you know? Mm-hmm. Totally. Well, and I think that it almost gives you like a formula for all of your marketing, exactly. um, both for social media, emails, whatever. Um, Sweet. Anything else? I, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I feel like I inadvertently created like a giant 20 minute testimonial for myself and I did not mean to do that. (laughs) um, It's well earned. I'm just going to say that this is part of the guide piece where guy, like your authority gets shown by other people, um, your stats, like your testimonials. um, But we really did want to showcase Monica's experience because um, I think even in those two days, like we saw a transformation in itself where you went from like your confusion your confusion you're not knowing to do what to do to like clarity um like confidence um is what i'm hearing and so exactly. i think that um 
is worth like showcasing as well. So Monica, I'm glad that you came and I'm glad that we um, connected. Um Me too. <laughs> if people want to find you, I know you're still working on officially, officially launching. Um, mm-hmm. so um by the time this comes out, that may be like you might be like already like head first in client meetings, who knows? Um, but where can people find you? All right. Well, uh, in social media on Instagram, you can find me at uh, third.edge.psychotherapy. Mm-hmm. And uh, my website is uh, thirdedgepsychotherapy.com. Perfect. We'll put it all in the sh- show notes so you can find Monica. Um, if you are a TCK, even if you're like, hey, not ready for therapy, um, which I would 100% recommend anyway, um, reach out to Monica because she has like a ton of good resources too, where you can kind of figure out like how to, um, how to, how to integrate yourself into like whatever culture you want to integrate yourself. Um, there's no right or wrong answer in the end, uh, as long as you feel comfortable with yourself. So uh, Monica, thank you. Um, thank we you, really Julia. appreciate you. And we're glad that you're part of like the StoryBrain community and also like our Stratus community. Thank you. I appreciate you, Julia. This was a great conversation. Hey guys, I hope this behind the scenes view of what the live stream could be like for a participant was really helpful. Um, Even if you're just like working on your clarifying your message on your own, these elements are so important. If you're looking for help and you want to participate in a StoryBrand live stream, StoryBrand hosts them about every quarter and I always host a group within the StoryBrand um, live stream. So I would love for you to be a part of my group. Um, We always have a lot of fun. Um, We are better than all the other groups, JK, Um, but maybe. Anyway, (laughs) I would love to have you on it. And we have some special links that you have to use um, in order to get into my group. So make sure you visit our show notes or shoot me a message and I can get you those links. If you're listening to this um, near its release date, you have also the opportunity to win a free ticket to the live stream. If you are not listening to this near the release date, don't worry um, pretty much every live stream, we have a free ticket. So make sure you follow Stratos on Instagram. Um, also follow Marketing in the Wild podcast, but follow Stratos Creative because that's where we um, host the giveaway. We actually direct all of our Facebook people. We direct all of our email people. Everybody enters on Instagram so that we can keep it in one spot. So make sure you check out Stratos Creative to enter for that giveaway. We have a live stream coming up mid-September. This is 2022 in case if you are in the future listening to this. (laughs) But we have one coming up mid-September and so we are giving away a ticket to that live stream. Make sure you check check out Instagram to see if you can still enter. If not, follow us so that you know the next time we're doing it. Um, Guys, I am partial, but I love StoryBrand because it helps communicate a clear message. Um, However you do it, make sure you make your message clear because if you confuse your people, as StoryBrand says, you will lose them. Talk to you next week. Friends, 
Thanks for tuning into this week's podcast episode. I'm so glad that you have. If you've enjoyed it as much as we have, I just ask you to subscribe so you know each time we have a new episode coming out. If you loved our podcast and want to give us a rating or a review, I promise we will read each and every one of them. A special shout out to our friend, Carson Childers, who is producing our podcast. We really appreciate him and all the hard work that he's done for us. Also, thanks to the Stratos team. They have been behind the scenes doing all of the graphic design, brainstorming, etc., etc. Really, this wouldn't be possible without them. I'm thankful for each and every one of you guys. Lastly, listener, we'll be back next week, and I hope you will be too. <laughs>